Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Ask the Top. Whether you're listening to this program on ChrisTomplack.com, TWM.news, or TheReactionRoom.com, I greatly appreciate your ongoing support. You can also subscribe to the program on iTunes or other great podcast apps. My personal favorite is Overcast. If you subscribe to Ask the Top on Overcast, you'll get reminders as to when the show has just been uploaded. So sometimes it's a Wednesday or Thursday, or in this case, a Friday. I like to keep you on your toes and guessing. So if you have a podcast app such as that, again, it serves as a great reminder as to when the next episode has been uploaded for your listening pleasure. I'm not sipping on a craft beer at the moment. But I was earlier, Bose Craft Lager. It's delicious. It's an all-natural lager. And I was sipping on it to celebrate Canada's 150th anniversary. Oh, Canada, I love this country. I believe it is the best country in the world. And while we have, uh, let's just say, a history of being apologetic, I will be non-apologetic about that. Love this country. I believe it is the greatest in the world. And we'll continue with the cliches by me later eating some all-dressed chips or eating some Timbits or perhaps sipping on a craft beer from Ontario. So tomorrow is officially Canada's 150th anniversary. I'm very excited about that fact. On the program today, we have plenty to get to. A WWE tag team rumored to be leaving. Is it true? How valid is this? I'll let you know shortly. Highlights from the week WWE dropping the ball on Finn Balor, Asuka as the best of the decade. What being a talented pro wrestler really means in predictions for WWE great balls of fire. If you want to ask me a question, that's what this program is all about. That's what fuels this show. Ask me all over the map. I'll let you know because my social media footprint is quite large. Ask the top on Facebook, at Chris Toplack on Twitter, at Chris Toplack on Instagram, Google+. Plus. Tumblr, yes, it's still a thing, and ChrisTopLack.com. You have plenty of avenues to locate me. Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus tend to be the most popular. So if you want to ask me there, I'll incorporate your questions into this program. We have many to get to just later on. Let's talk about news from the week. It is being reported by Pro Wrestling Sheet that Tyson Kidd could be transitioning into a non-wrestling Backstage role with the WWE. Now, if you recall, back in 2015, Kidd sustained a career-ending neck injury at the hands of Samoa Joe. It was a botched muscle buster. And only 5% of people with this particular neck injury actually go on to live. I don't mean to live comfortably. I mean live in general. So he was one of that 5%. So Tyson Kidd brings about 20 years worth of experience you know, to that role. So I feel that he would be an adequate fit, you know, to help those who are transitioning from NXT or even to NXT, you know, to the big stage because he's a very talented pro wrestler and he has a fantastic mind for the business. It's being said that former WWE wrestler Victoria claims that she was not allowed backstage at a recent episode of SmackDown, which struck me as odd based on the fact that she seems to be in their good graces, but could not make it backstage. Hey, sometimes it happens. Maybe somebody was saying, we don't know who you are. 
It's being rumored that Primo and Epico have asked for their release from the company. This is according to an article from the Mexican wrestling site superluchas.com. They're claiming it's a strong rumor. And what sparked this was the fact that a t-shirt for Orlando, which is Epico, has basically been promoted by prowrestlingtees.com. And this is what has sparked this rumor. So they are currently under contract with the WWE. But at the same time, of course, you have the Puerto Rican promotion, WWC, right? And they actually retweeted what uh, Pro Wrestling Tees had put out. So it says Orlando Cologne. You can actually check it out on Twitter. It's a nice looking shirt. So if you recall, of course, they had the Shining Stars gimmick. They had Los Matadores. And now they were just known as Primo and Epico. They weren't given their fair shake. They're very talented. They come from quite the lineage there to you know, perform in the WWE. Unfortunately, again, I feel as though they were held back. We never saw their full potential. If this is the case, I believe that it's one of those aspects where it's disappointing because they were never allowed to truly shine. And no pun intended about the shining stars aspect. Highlights from the week. From Raw, Samoa Joe's attack on Brock Lesnar was outright vicious. It made him look like a viable contender. If you missed it, Brock Lesnar was heading out to the ring. Paul Heyman cut another golden promo. Samoa Joe latched on to Brock Lesnar from behind in the Coquina Clutch. Brock Lesnar turning purple, which seems to be the norm. And Samoa Joe basically forced him to pass out. So again, he looks like a monster at this point. So despite the fact that he's likely going to lose, that's part of my predictions later on, I really feel like it's going to be a departure from that typical suplex city match that we are accustomed to from Brock Lesnar. Also, the women's gauntlet match was great. Ultimately, Sasha Banks was victorious. And here's the thing. Even though Nia Jax ended up losing, I mean, she got through about, what, four competitors before Sasha Banks? So at the same time, how do you boo somebody like that as a heel? They didn't cheat in any of those matches. They were just outright dominant. Charlotte versus Carmella versus Tamina versus Becky Lynch versus Natalia. In a Money in the Bank ladder match was the rematch due to the controversy at the pay-per-view. So Carmella retained the briefcase. James Ellsworth attempted to get involved. He was booted. Carmella still emerged victorious. Also from NXT, if you missed it, it was a barn burner. It stole the show. It was Asuka versus Nikki Cross. I really love that match. It was vicious. And again, they tore the house down. So if you missed that on NXT, go back, watch that match immediately. Time to get to your questions. There were plenty to get to, and I really don't want to wait any further. The legendary warrior via Google Plus. Is WWE going downhill? The roster offers more depth than it has in years. And while some episodes of Raw and SmackDown tend to drag, there's still many memorable moments as of late. I was a product of the 90s, even the 80s, but I vividly remember the 90s. And some of those episodes, you go back and you watch them on the WWE Network, cheap plug, are horrendous. I can't classify recent episodes of Raw and SmackDown as horrendous, perhaps boring or lackluster, but when I mean horrendous, I mean we had gimmicks where people came to the ring wearing skates. 
right? I mean, like it made no sense. It was so outlandish with these cartoon characters and no logic, right? And it really catered to young children. And even though now they say, well, this era tends to lack, of course, that, you know, testosterone of the attitude era, right? There's still a lot to enjoy. So I don't believe it's going downhill. And with that in mind, there's still plenty of room for improvement, right? But business continues to do extremely well, continues to boom, and they continue to you know, emerge victorious in some of these countries where they're trying to you know, gain viewership. So they're doing quite well there. So I would say, no, it is not going downhill. Greg Perez via Facebook, do you think the WWE is dropping the ball with Finn Balor? Absolutely. You need to capitalize on that individual more. Where's the demon character? How many t-shirts of that could you sell? Think of all the people that would be in the face paint. Right? All the kids, all the adults for that matter, because somebody has a couple of beers and they think, hey, here's a great idea. I'm going to dress up like Finn Balor, the demon version. So there's a lot that they could do with him because he has that star quality. And really what that star quality is all about is the fact that listen to the reaction he receives on a weekly basis from the live audience. He should be positioned in main event feuds. End of story. So they are dropping the ball with him. Michael Darag via Facebook, what do you think Finn Balor, or when do you think Finn Balor will get another singles title? So another Finn Balor question. I believe the latter part of 2017. Keep in mind, he was the very first Universal Champion. His time will come again. I think he would be a prime candidate to at least win the IC Championship. It'd be great to see some new blood win that title and carry the torch. So I think that he would actually do an admirable job as the IC champion, but I believe latter part of 2017. This is a true name. Why is the pizza burning? That's a question mark, of course. Bracket slow chemical via Google Plus. Is Asuka the best of the decade right now? That's a tough question to answer because I don't really know the context of it. Do you mean overall as a performer in the female division because until Asuka leaves NXT, it dominates on the main roster. She falls well behind Charlotte on that list. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to try and pronounce this correctly. Harsh Kushwawa. Maybe I think I butchered it. Via Google Plus. Who is currently the most talented wrestler in WWE? What does being a talented uh, pro wrestler actually mean? right? What does being talented in pro wrestling actually mean? So either or. AJ Styles, without question, to the first part of your question, I would say is the most talented wrestler in the WWE. Now, when it comes to your other question, what does being talented in pro wrestling actually mean? Truthfully, it's fairly subjective, right? What I say might be completely Completely different from what you're going to say. But in my eyes, at the very least, being a talented pro wrestler or talented in pro wrestling for that matter means captivating the audience, being believable, and well-rounded. And I and when I say well-rounded, I mean from an in-ring perspective, from a charisma perspective, promo perspective. There's a lot to take into account there. AJ Styles, in my humble opinion, tops all of the categories I just listed. Right? Yes, he might not be the best promo guy in the business, but he holds his own. And when you factor that in on the scale of everything else in terms of captivating the fans, being believable, having that it factor, being incredibly talented in the ring, I mean, AJ Styles seems to be at the very top of his game 
at the moment. And I'm not being biased about it. I've been watching that individual perform for about, what, 13 years now? And I've always thought that about him. Cream always rises to the top. Ooh, yeah. Jeff Babber via Facebook. What happened to Kelly Kelly and Caitlin? Kelly Kelly was released from her contract back in 2012. She wanted to focus on modeling. Truthfully, maybe not a bad idea because as an in-ring competitor, she was not exactly improving or graceful. Anytime you see Kelly Kelly bounce off the ropes, I cringe personally. She currently stars on a reality show on the e-network titled WAGS, often airs after Total Divas. Caitlin terminated her contract back in 2014. She wanted to return to the fitness industry. She's doing quite well. Uh, she considers herself retired from pro wrestling, both, for that matter, very active on Instagram. So if you really want to know what's happening with both of them, Jeff, go follow Kelly Kelly, Barbie Blank, and also Caitlin, which I believe her real name is like Celeste Bonin or Bronin, on Instagram. So go check them out there. It's abstract. Lewis R. via Google+, was leaving WWE good for Cody Rhodes. It was the best thing to ever happen to him. Cody Rhodes is making more money on the independent circuit and just won the ROH world title from Christopher Daniels. I think that says enough right there. For the record, it was the first world championship victory for the Rhodes family in over 30 years. Unbelievable. I'm sure Duddy Rhodes would be very proud of his son. I do strongly suspect Cody Rhodes will make his inevitable return to the WWE and he'll be placed much higher on the card because, you know, his profile continues to increase. But he's riding on cloud nine at the moment. And listen, leaving the WWE is not something that's going to downplay your career. I mean, look at Jinder Mahal. He's the world champion right now. Drew Galloway has returned and already they're saying, well, we have big things in mind for him. Leaving to reinvent yourself or increase your profile overall is not a bad thing. I know Triple H is really big into that. So I think Cody Rhodes is going to be bigger and better than ever over the next year. And I would not be surprised to see him back at some point. Matthew Farlett via Facebook. How do you get a job there? Meaning the WWE. Or get in touch with the office to discuss a job. Well, I mean, I have questions for you. What are you hoping to do there? Write, announce, wrestle, produce. You want to run the company? You want to work at the Stanford headquarters? Regardless of the role, I would advise that you have an impressive resume, a demo reel, and basically you just need to get on their must-see list somehow, some way. You need pro wrestling experience. That's what it comes down to. If I was a radio announcer like I was years ago, right? I still do voiceover work. Yes, I host podcasts. That's still not enough for me to be an announcer in the WWE. I need to call wrestling matches. You need to be more than just a voice. Same with as a writer, an announcer. Well, actually not as a writer. They just hire anybody in that case. But you should have some pro wrestling experience. So Matthew, get pro wrestling experience. In any of those different areas, those different roles, get pro wrestling experience to even be remotely considered for a role there. That's my advice. Dark Souls via Google Plus, will the shield reunite? Absolutely. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It may not be permanent, but we will one day see a reunion in a six-man tag match, and I look forward to it. 
uh, Christian via Google Plus. When will Chris Jericho return? SmackDown without him is so boring. I adamantly disagree that SmackDown is vo- is boring in his absence. But you're certainly entitled to your opinion. To answer your question, I'm unsure if or when Chris Jericho will return to SmackDown. He was recently added to the Raw International Tour in Japan and Singapore. Uh, but that was only for three shows. And actually, he lost one of those matches to Adeo Itami, which was great to put him over. I thought that was... A uh, fantastic gesture from the Ayatollah of rock and roll. So he'll call you a stupid idiot if you disagree. But I don't know if we're going to see him back on SmackDown. Fozzie's riding high. Their song Judas is has about, what, 6 million views on YouTube. If you listen to his podcast, he'll remind you every single episode. But nonetheless, will we see him back on SmackDown? Uh, not anytime soon, in my opinion. Predictions. WWE's Great Balls of Fire, make your jokes while you can, takes place on Sunday, July the 9th from the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. Only five matches officially announced at the time of this podcast. I'm going to let you know what they are and who I'm predicting to emerge victorious. Let's start from the beginning. Neville, the Cruiserweight Champion for the record, taking on Akira Tazawa with Titus O'Neil. I believe Neville will retain his championship with these. Akira Tozawa is great, but again, I don't think the fans know enough about him to really buy into him. Meanwhile, Neville is just a legitimate badass. So Neville to retain his cruiserweight championship. Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt, a feud that I have very little interest in. But with Seth Rollins appearing on the cover of WWE 2K18. I believe he's going to continue to ride that momentum and emerge victorious against Bray Wyatt, who is just seemingly lost in translation at the moment. Alexa Bliss, the champion, taking on the number one contender, Sasha Banks, for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. I think this is a great feud. I think they have rushed this feud because Sasha Banks just became the number one contender on Monday. So, I can't imagine that they're going to rush the championship off of Alexa Bliss. My prediction is that she will retain her championship. In the ambulance match, it's Braun Strowman taking on Roman Reigns. And for the record, Braun is not finished with Roman Reigns quite yet. Braun has gotten the upper hand over Roman Reigns, even though Roman Reigns does have a victory over Braun Strowman. But I can't imagine they're going to derail Roman Reigns too much, especially with Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe coming up, because I'm hearing that Roman Reigns could be the next challenger. So my prediction is that Roman Reigns will win this match. I don't know how he's going to do it, but somehow he's going to get that big body into the ambulance. Now, it'd be amazing if he got some help, but he won't. WWE Universal Championship match. It is the champion Brock Lesnar making a very rare appearance, taking on Samoa Joe. Again, a couple of months ago, if you proposed this match, especially at Great Balls of Fire, I would have said, why did you waste it? I still feel that way. You could have saved this for WrestleMania. But nonetheless, Samoa Joe is looking like a viable contender. A viable contender to knock off Brock Lesnar because he's a monster. He just locked him in the Coquina Clutch on Monday Night Raw. Brock Lesnar, there could be those questions. Is he a little bit rusty? Will he even be able to land, you know, 12 German suplexes on Samoa Joe. 
Truthfully, I don't know. But I did say this earlier in the program. We're not going to see a traditional Brock Lesnar Suplex City match. That's not going to happen with Samoa Joe. It's going to be a closer one. But Brock Lesnar will retain his Universal Championship. So I don't really feel we're going to see any championships changing hands at WWE. Great balls of fire. Again, make your jokes while you can. That does it for my predictions. That does it for yet another episode of Ask the Top. If you would be so kind, and I greatly appreciate your ongoing support, like this, share this, tell more friends and family about Ask the Top. Let's get more listeners tuning in on a weekly basis. Until then, happy anniversary to Canada. Happy July 4th once we get there. And we'll do this all over again in a couple of weeks. And happy trails to you until we meet again.